the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast, and it's on AM 970, The Answer. Another fantastic show for you tonight. Craft Beer Guest, one of them that will be joining me this hour. And the usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget, iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. We're no longer on SoundCloud, but you can find us, uh, I think it's omny.com or something like that. Anyway, the player is up there on the website on am970theanswer.com. Click on that, you can listen to the past, uh, I guess it's like 13 or 14 shows. They're not going to hold all the shows over now, um, but you can get the past like two months or so, and maybe a little bit more, maybe like three months. So, Judas Priest to kick it off, and it's a Judas Priest hour for tonight. All of our songs going into uh, segments are going to be Judas Priest, and the reason why, obviously, Judas Priest, my favorite uh, heavy metal band. But not only that, the boys are coming back, a tour, a new album in 2018. The tour, the album is called Firepower. It's the Firepower Tour. Uh, very excited. They're going to be in the area here locally in the New York area. I think it's the, uh, the 20th at the Prudential Center. And the 17th, I think it is, at Nassau Coliseum, uh, which is a Saturday night. The 20th is a Tuesday. So I am going to the shows at the, uh, the show at the Prudential Center uh, in Newark. It's going to be unbelievable. These guys can still bring it. Uh, and hopefully uh, they get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which would be really cool. They would be here in the area in March and then in April, early April. They'll be back for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But we'll see. Get out there and vote for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. L- a lot of groups. I know Priest was behind as of the other day. I think they were like in sixth place. So they need your votes for sure. I think Bon Jovi is like a shoo-in at this point. But it would be good to see the cars get in as well. But love to see Judas Priest get in. They've, been, they've actually been able to get in since 99. This is the first time they're on the ballot. So let's see what happens there. Now our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Kat Walensky. She writes for a number of different publications like Men's Journal. She also writes and edits her own beer blog, and it's called Beer Affair. You can find it at beeraffair.com. And that's going to happen in about 20 minutes. But let's get to some news and notes here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Believe me, I could talk Judas Priest uh, for an hour. I am so excited that the boys are coming back. They were just honored um, not, just the other day, uh, some Loudwire uh, award or whatever for metal band. And I know Sammy Hagar is having Rob Halford on his program. And uh, Priest is getting a lot, a lot of uh, uh, attention over the last uh, several months, which is very cool. So... My favorite uh, heavy metal band of all time, 
and uh, love seeing these guys. Seen them a number of times. They always put on a fantastic show. And from what I've heard about the tour, and this will be my last on it before we move on to the the beer stuff, which is why you're listening. But the the album is being produced by legendary producer Tom Allen, who produced a lot of Priest's biggest hits: "Screaming for Vengeance," "Defenders of the Faith," "British Steel," uh, et cetera, et cetera. But also, apparently, the tour is going to be kind of um, what a lot of tours are doing now with bands that are getting up there. They're doing like a, a, a reunion, not a, I shouldn't say a reunion tour, but an 80s tour, a kind of uh, greatest hits tour. So it'll be interesting to see how much new stuff they incorporate and then the older stuff. They do do a good mix of new and old. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But anyway, as we move on, Funky Buddha, their buttercup. Uh, now available in 22-ounce bottles. It's uh, available in their Oakland Park tap room. 22-ounce uh, bottles on sale for $13 a piece. Of course, uh, they are hitting uh, statewide distribution as well in the state of Florida. So if you get a chance, you can check out Buttercup, great beer, uh, in 22-ounce bottles from Funky Buddha. They're also doing uh, an ale dedicated to Hurricane Irma Relief, Florida Rebuilds. Uh, it is a pale blonde ale brewed with key lime juice. And they are donating 100% of the gross sales of this beer in both the tap room and throughout distribution to children of restaurant employees called CORE. Uh, a zero administrative cost 501c3 organization provides funding to families that have been impacted by life-changing events, including natural disasters. Um, they are hoping to bring awareness to CORE programs so that they can uh, get more support. And um, the uh, the Florida rebuilds the Chris Blondale Key Lime Juice, as I said, uh, it is a five percent ABV, and it's uh, it's supposed to be reminding of the uh, of the Keys, which was uh, very much affected by Hurricane Irma. So again, it's now available on draft in the Funky Buddha uh, Oakland Park Tap Room. One hundred percent of all sales on site will go towards Core, and then uh, they're going to distribute Florida Rebuilds in draft slim kegs. Uh, that's out already, and uh, they want to be able to have that available throughout most of Southern Florida. And again, one hundred percent of the proceeds are going towards Core. My good friends at Coronado Brewing. They've released the next beer in their much-anticipated barrel Age series, Black Forest Cake Imperial Stout, uh, part of the company's Coronado Collection. Uh, that is a, uh, it, it's a complex imperial stout, layers of toffee, roast, and chocolate. The beer was aged for five months in freshly dumped bourbon and rye barrels with cherries added for secondary fermentation. And then a second batch of the base stout brewed with whole Madagascar vanilla beans and cocoa. Uh, before blending with the barrels. It's a 9% ABV with a 30 IBU. Uh, Very excited about this. I'm hoping that I get a bottle of this from my friends at Coronado. And uh, if not, hopefully they have a little bit left uh, when I get out there at the end of December. I'm very looking forward to my my trip out to Southern California. Not only to check out Coronado, my good friends at Coronado, uh, but Stone Brewing. There's a lot of good breweries uh, in Southern California and in San Diego. So uh, uh, my wife and I are spending, I think, the better part of a day and a half to two days uh, checking out a number of the breweries. And, yes, we will be taking alternative means of transportation. We will not be driving. Uh, Dogfish Head has uh, announced Pennsylvania Tuxedo, hitting taps and cooler shelves already, uh, clocking in at 8.5% ABV. Uh, the pale ale brewed with massive additions of fresh spruce tips from the forests outside the Woolrich factory. And um, this is a beer that uh, they come out seasonally with this one. So if you want to check out Pennsylvania Tuxedo and other off-center Dogfish Head brews in your area, just go to dogfish.com slash brewery slash fish finder uh, to find out where Pennsylvania Tuxedo uh, will be. Uh, the good folks at Flying Dog Brewery, uh, for the second time in as many years, and this coming from uh, the great website Brewbound, which we use as a uh, resource uh, for the program, fantastic website, brewbound.com, if you want to check them out. 
Uh, they do do uh, some uh, some great work there. Anyway, uh, they are scrapping plans for a farm brewery project, uh, citing regulatory and legislative issues in their home state of Maryland. Flying Dog has halted plans to build a $54 million destination brewery despite investing more than $2.5 million to purchase the land late last year. In mid-2015, the company had walked away from a 15-barrel brewery and tasting room project in Luckett's, Virginia, which was to be situated on a 53-acre plot of farmland located just 17 miles from the Flying Dog facility in Frederick, Maryland. Now, speaking to Brewbound, Flying Dog CEO Jim Caruso said expanding in Maryland, given the, given the current regulatory and legislative climate, is, quote, not a rational decision, unquote, adding that the company has permanently placed the project on hold. Everyone is aware of the many, many reasons that the Maryland laws are not conducive to breweries expanding, and it is not difficult for us, he said. Now, earlier this year, Maryland lawmakers had passed legislation that allows in-state breweries to sell up to 3,000 barrels of beer directly to consumers via their tap tap rooms. However, breweries are required to buy back the last 1,000 barrels from their wholesalers, a costly process that many brewers oppose. That's a lot of money that they'd have to lay out. Uh, Brewers that originally sought a 5,000-barrel cap, lawmakers pushed 3,000 barrels as a compromise, intended to ensure that Diego would move forward with plans to build a Guinness brewery and tap room in Relay, Maryland. Other provisions of the law that went into effect on July 1st included a buyback requirement for breweries making in excess of 1 million barrels in order to operate tap rooms and stricter limits on hours for new breweries. The uh, The new law left many of the state's brewers and officials disenchanted and led Maryland controller Peter Franchot, the state's alcohol regulator, to form a task force to review the state's liquor laws. Big problem here in Maryland. And last December, Flying Dog had closed on that deal for 32 acres of farmland located near the Frederick Municipal Airport. The site had been earmarked as the future home of Flying Dog's new farm brewery, tap room, and concert venue. Uh, so Flying Dog said the goal of the project was to ensure that Flying Dog will have an uninterrupted supply of beer as it continues to grow. Unfortunately, um, this is not going to happen, this tap room. And, you know, look, I, I don't... He said he's keeping his options open, uh, Caruso. He said he declined to offer specifics to Brewbound. He said entrepreneurs are successful because they're resourceful and they always have options. So some of my options are firmed up. Some are still in the works. One option that is not on the table, however, is relocating Flying Dog to another state. Uh, He says he does not have plans to relocate Flying Dog outside of Maryland. He says he plans to stay uh, in Maryland. So we'll see what happens. The the folks at Flying Dog do a great job and, uh, you know, it would be awful to see them move. But Again, the laws in Maryland are being very restrictive here, so this is a problem. And finally, Stone Brewing, uh, in the two years since Stone Brewing founder Greg Cook uh, uh, announced he would step down as CEO, a number of key executives have departed, and the latest, Stone Brewing's chief operating officer, Pat Tiernan, he left last week. That uh, Brewbound had learned uh, about that and posted it on their website. Um, a spokeswoman with the San Diego-based craft brewery confirmed Tiernan's exit, did not offer any explanation for his departure, saying only that he resigned. Uh, and the company also declined to be interviewed uh, for a story. And um, Stone produced 346,000 barrels of beer, grew 5% in 2016, uh, despite uh, category headwinds plaguing other similarly sized craft breweries. Stone has posted strong growth figures in 2017. They have now uh, they are now in all 50 states, uh, and uh, the company's off-premise sales grew by more than 22% through October 8th. Uh, according to market research firm IRI Worldwide. So Stone is continuing to grow, but people are leaving the organization, so we will see what happens. And uh, one other note about Flying Dog, uh, their CEO told Brewbound he's unsure how he's going to use the farmland that he acquired in Frederick, Maryland. He did tease plans, though, to pursue starting a distillery in the near future, so maybe he's going to take a different tact 
on that. When we come back after a short break, we'll have more news and notes. And, folks, we're just getting started on this program. It focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder is continually dumbfounded by the media. The Harvey Weinstein scandal uh, is now being used by the left to say, well, Donald Trump did the same thing, so... Uh, we've elected uh, Donald Trump. We've done uh, Harvey Weinstein. The, the issue is really, really, really not just what's going on in Hollywood. The issue is, well, Donald Trump. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The answer. As you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with reclaimed wood beams and flooring. Once inside, your experience truly begins. Now, each room has its own unique, comfortable feel, starting with the Morris Canal-inspired bar open until 3 a.m. nightly. That was awesome. What a beautiful bar. To the colonial-era dining rooms lined with historical oil paintings. Each twist and turn tells a story, and they encourage you to walk around the restaurant. You will not be disappointed. Whether you select the old smoky brisket sausage sandwich or the butternut squash risotto, you can't go wrong. Pair any meal with any of the 18 craft beers on draft or choose from the wine list with a special focus on small farm wineries or try a tasty seasonal craft cocktail. The Barrow House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, quickly becoming a destination dining and bar experience not to be forgotten, very easy to get to right off of Route 3. Visit thebarrowhouse.com, return to a simpler time, the Barrow House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. Dennis Prager here. And for two years now, I've been telling you about my wife, Sue, who tried Relief Factor because of her knee pain, and it worked. And if you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle aches and pain, do what my wife, Sue, did. Try Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com or call them toll-free, 800-583-84, This is Michael Riedel of On the Town, brought to you by Edward Albee's masterpiece, Three Tall Women, a really terrific play. It stars three superb actresses, Glenda Jackson, Laurie Metcalf, and Alison Pill. Three Tall Women is coming to Broadway this spring. To get tickets, go to telecharge.com. Don't miss this play. How will the recent massive data breach affect you? Is your personal information at risk? If you are a Discover credit card member, there's an important action you can take to help protect yourself right now. Go online and sign up for Discover's free Social Security Alerts. Once activated, we will alert you if your Social Security number is found on any one of thousands of risky websites. Learn more and sign up for free alerts at discover.com slash free alerts. Limitations apply. Hi, this is Chris King. Join Greg Picker and me tonight at 8 p.m. when the New York Islanders visit the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, to meet the defending Western Conference champion Predators. Right here on your home for Islanders hockey, AM 970, The Answer. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at AM970TheAnswer.com. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast, and it's on AM 970, The Answer. At the top of the hour, we've got Islanders Hockey, Islanders uh, in Nashville to take on the Predators. That's coming up at the top of the hour. Follow me on social media, very easy, on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. 
Instagram at Catulo. That's G A double T U double L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email. Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Kat Walensky. She writes for a number of different publications like Men's Journal. She also writes and edits her own beer blog. It's called Beer Affair, and it's at beeraffair.com. That's coming up about 10 minutes from now. So we've got some other news and notes to get to. Of course, a little some heads are going to roll from the <coughs> excuse me, the great Judas Priest, Defenders of the Faith album. The boys are coming back uh, next year. Uh, they will be releasing a new album uh, early next year, and then they are touring in uh, March. Uh, they will be in New Jersey and in Long Island. They'll be over at the Nassau Coliseum first on the uh, 17th, and then it's the 20th over at Prudential Center, which is where I'm going. I got my tickets for that. I'm very happy about that. So can't wait to see them. But that's a long, you know, what, October, November, December, January, February. Well, that's six months from now. Right now, we've got other more important things to worry about. We've got uh, Election Day is coming up in just two weeks. And the New Jersey Brewers Association wants you to know, uh, last week they announced their list of pro-brewery legislators and candidates. Uh, the NJBA, Nonprofit Trade Association, represents over 100 breweries, brew pubs, and affiliated members across the state. And there are now breweries in 20 of the 21 counties in New Jersey. The industry has grown 600%. Since 2012, when the law was changed to allow increased sales and on-premise consumption in brewery tasting rooms. Now, breweries across the state are helping grow the economy by creating jobs, generating foot traffic in business districts, and contributing to economic development. Additionally, startup farming and agricultural businesses are forming around the state, producing fresh ingredients for Jersey-made beer. More information about the organization is available by visiting njbeer.org. And this directly from... Uh, Executive Director Jason Carty of the New Jersey Brewers Association. It is with pride today that, or this was a couple of days ago, that we announce our list of pro-brewery legislators and candidates. These legislators and candidates have demonstrated their support for New Jersey breweries through their voting records by sponsoring much-needed legislation and with their commitment to their local breweries. A quote from Ryan Krill, who's the NJBA president. He's also the co-founder of Cape May Brewing Company. The Jersey brewing industry continues to grow, and we need to support the lawmakers statewide who support us. We hope craft beer fans in New Jersey will join us in supporting these candidates. And from Jason Carty, great Jersey-made beer beer is one thing that Democrats, Republicans, and independents can all agree on in our state. The candidates on our vote beer list understand the value that local breweries offer to their communities and the impact they have on the local economy, he added. We look forward to building additional relationships with legislators on both sides of the aisle as our industry continues to grow. They encourage the tens of thousands of craft beer consumers across the state to join them in supporting these pro-brewery candidates. And with your support, they can continue to fight for better laws for New Jersey breweries and continue to grow the craft beer industry. In 2016, now listen to this. For those of you who think that craft beer in New Jersey and nationwide is a joke, this is just in New Jersey. And in 2016, craft beer had a $1.6 billion, with a B, economic impact in the state of New Jersey. Okay? $1.6 billion. And if you want to support New Jersey breweries, you can make a donation to NJ Craft Brewers Pack at njbeer.ticketleap.com. Any amount uh, will help support these breweries in New Jersey. The laws in New Jersey have been very archaic. Uh, they had been for a long time until Governor Christie signed new legislation in 2012 um, to get things moving. Uh, 
uh, and allow these breweries to flourish and make money. It's a $1.6 billion, billion dollar economic impact on the state of New Jersey already. If the laws get changed where, uh, you know, a reduction in, 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 uh, in how much beer is being made and, uh, you know, these restaurant owners wanting to stop certain things like having a tour, the tour is meaningless. It's, it's, some of them are self-guided tours. We go to Cape May Brewery, it's a self-guided tour. You have to go through the tour to get into the brewery, which is smart. Other places, it's a pamphlet. Other places, you just have to go look at the, at, the, at the barrels and how they do the production and the tanks, and then you can start drinking beer. It's ridiculous. They should do away with it. Okay, fine. But the fact that all these breweries want to do is to be able to sell some chips and some nachos, you know, whatever, and you have these misguided, short-sighted restaurant owners who don't seem to understand that if you provide local beer, you're going to get more people coming into your place and supporting you. I just don't get it. I don't get the short-sightedness. Now, I'm not going to list all the people that are on this list. Uh, we've posted it on the Al Gattulo, uh Craft Beer Cast page on Facebook. We will tweet a link out during the show tonight. You can click on that link, and it will give you the entire list. The one thing I am disappointed in, and this has nothing to do with my politics, I am surprised that Phil Murphy is on this list of supporting brewers, yet Lieutenant Governor Kim, Kim Gordano, who's running on the Republican side, is not on the list. I'm a little surprised at that, especially the fact that her entire role in the eight years of being the lieutenant governor was to promote small businesses and to keep small businesses in the state. The fact that she's not on this list is very telling. Now, I don't know, maybe it's because she didn't she didn't get back to uh, the New Jersey uh, Brewers Association or she just doesn't support craft beer. I don't know that. I don't know the answer to that. I don't want to speculate, but it is interesting that she is not on that list. And if that's, if that's true, that is... Uh, Short-sightedness on her part, and uh, as well as her representatives, she needs to be on that list because guess what? You want to keep small business in the state of New Jersey. Well, guess what? Craft beer is a part of small business, and it's a $1.6 billion economic impact. It's not just beer. It's farms. It's growing hops. It's fruit and vegetables and other things that they put uh, you know, in these beers. All of this has an impact, okay? All of it does. The grain, when it's done in with, with brewers, gets you know sold back to farmers who use it for feed and stuff for the for their animals. It it all it's one big circle. Anyway, uh, that's my soapbox. Check out the link if you're if you live in New Jersey, you should definitely look into this. It's definitely something that you should be interested in moving forward towards election day coming up in just two weeks. As we continue on here with our. Uh, additional news and notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, Here's a cool event that's taking place at Maloney's uh, down in Matawan. Great place. I've been there a bunch of times. Uh, um, They're doing an event. uh, It's called the New Jersey Food and Beer Festival, and they're having a whole bunch of local breweries, Bolero Snort, Brotherton, Carton, Cypress, Dark City, Cane, Demented, Departed Souls, Double Nickel, Icarus, Jersey Cider Works, Spellbound, Ship Bottom, Seven Mile, 902, Three Threes, Tom Foolery, Melavino. A lot of different breweries are going to be there. Uh, they're going to have it at, at, the, at a lot adjacent to Maloney's Pub. The event is rain or shine. They will have tents and heaters in case of inclement weather. And this is cool. It's 25 bucks to get in with a valid ID. Includes a tasting glass, 12 drink tokens, and chips for voting in the IPA contest. Additional drink tokens are available, 3 for 10 7 for $20. Food available for separate purchase. Uh, advanced purchase not necessary, but uh, tickets are being sold at Maloney's Pub right now. They recommend cash payment for guests per- purchasing tickets on the event day to keep the lines moving. This is taking place, this is Saturday, November 3rd. 
And you can get there by New Jersey Transit, the Aberdeen, Aberdeen Matawan stop uh, on NJ Transit Line, an easy walk from Maloney's, uh, and they encourage their guests to take mass transit. This is cool, so they're doing an IPA event. It's a contest. I'm actually intrigued about going next Saturday. Maybe I will take a trip down there. You never know. Maloney's, great place. Good food. They're, they're, they have over 50 taps, uh, tremendous craft beer selection, and they do a great job of supporting local craft beer. So something you might want to check out if you're in the Jersey area. Southern Tier Brewing has added 7,000 square feet of an open-air beer garden to their Pittsburgh tap room. Uh, the 316 North Shore Drive was opened back in January of this year. They've added an additional 7,000 square foot of outdoor space. Uh, they're open now, and the outdoor space includes a covered 30-seat, 30-tap bar, an additional 60 seats surrounding the bar under its <clears throat> excuse me, all-season rooftop. And uh, since opening uh, in January of this year, Southern Tier Pittsburgh has brewed a line of taproom-exclusive beers aptly named Pittsburgh Brewed, as well as classic STBC ales and lagers. You can check that out uh, over at Southern Tier. Very cool stuff from them uh, out of Pittsburgh. And now, and, you know, they're originally from upstate New York, and they've partnered as well with Victory Beer. And finally, Samuel Adams, they've announced the 10th release of Utopius, uh, which is, the to them, the craft beer community's most renowned and sought-after extreme barrel-aged beer. Uh, to create this year's one-of-a-kind vintage, the 2017 recipe includes Utopius aged in a variety of barrels, including new Scandinavian Aquavit barrels, as well as a portion of the final blend aged in Moscat barrels, a first for the beer. A 28% ABV. It's reminiscent of a vintage port, an old cognac or a fine sherry, uh, notes of dark fruit, subtle sweetness, and a deep, rich, malty smoothness. Only 68 wooden casks of Utopias created in 2017. Just 13,000 bottles will hit the shelves nationwide. So uh, very cool. You can get more information. It's going to retail at $199 per bottle. Price varies by market. And for more information, you can go to SamuelAdams.com for that. I had a bot. They sent me a bottle of Utopias last year, Samuel Adams. Oh my God. Fantastic. When we come back after a short break, Kat Walensky joins me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, I've been talking about Cowan's Public for the last few weeks, and it may have been born in 2015, but its historic roots stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, opened its doors just after the repeal of Prohibition. The main room, when you walk in, it's got a curved Art Deco bar, custom stained glass, roaring fireplace, and plenty of places to sit. Cowan's Public has 16 rotating craft beers on draft for all tastes, and they use local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Let me tell you something. They have a great craft beer selection there. If you want great craft beer, Cowan's Cowan's Public is the place to go to. Now, try their fried chicken and waffle sandwich or perhaps their wild mushroom taco. Both are winners. Cowan's Public, they focus on seasonal specialty cocktails with premium ingredients, house-made syrups, and fresh-squeezed juices. If you're looking for something really unique, I'm telling you, Cowan's Public offers a barrel-aged cocktail program featuring five cocktails that have been aged in different spirit barrels, taking on the flavors of the wood and the spirit that was previously held in the barrel. Visit CowanSPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. I ordered some Andro 400. I'm losing weight, too, around the belly really quickly. Some of the pants that didn't fit me, now they're falling off my hips. There's been a noticeable increase in energy. 
then this stuff works. It does work. That's what Bill said after taking Andro 400 for a month. Now listen to what Richard says about Andro 400. I did a lot of research on it before I ordered it because I've tried other products in the past and they haven't worked. But I could not believe the difference literally within a month. Since I started taking it, I have lost 37 pounds. It was belly fat. I could get weight off, but I could never get the tummy off. Now the tummy's coming off and I have more energy than I've had in 20 years. Guys, if you too want to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel 20 years younger like Richard, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. That's 888-400-0435. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. TheAnswer.com. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo. Instagram at Gatulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for the AG Craft Beer Cast on either of those two social media platforms, uh, and you can listen to the program, uh, download it, and listen to it at your leisure. So excited. We talked about it earlier in the show. Judas Priest coming back. It's an all-Judas Priest show with the uh, music uh, th- this weekend. And uh, for this uh, particular uh, Algatulo Craft Beer cast, the Judas Priest back with a new album in 2018, a new tour. I'm going to the show uh, in Newark at the Prudential Center. That'll be sometime, I think it's March. I, I want to say it's March 20th. I'm, yeah, it is March 20th. It's a, Saturday, it's a, a Tuesday night. Which is weird, Tuesday night in Newark, but hey, listen, I'll take the next day off from work. It'll be all good. Those guys can still bring it all these years later. And Tom Allen, legendary producer of Judas Priest in their uh, mid, uh, actually late 70s, early 80s, up to uh, the early 90s, is uh, producing the album and the tour, and I'm hearing... It's going to be like an all-80s extravaganza. Very cool. My next guest on the cast is a first-timer, someone I've wanted to have on the show for a while now. She's a writer for Men's Journal and a number of other publications. You can check out her latest work by heading over to her blog at beeraffair.com. Let me welcome to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, Kat Walensky. Kat, good evening. Good evening, Al. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So let's get right into it. The Brewers Association comes out with a major campaign uh, in which they talk about rallying all the craft beer lovers together to solicit donations to eventually buy out AB InBev. This happened last week. They're looking to raise over $200 billion. Now, I got a nice hat out of it from promising to pledge 50 bucks. It's nice that they're raising awareness. But I just think that this isn't going to change the landscape, if at all. I know that it's a tongue-in-cheek campaign, but could it actually work, Kat? I don't know if even the Brewers Association thought it would work. Um, it was definitely more of a message to send out there. And something that I kind of found interesting about it was how, how polarizing it was. Mm-hmm. When they came out with it, you know, my first reaction was first, uh, as soon as I heard from them, I wrote back to them right away and said, you know, with, with all due respect, is this a hoax? <laughs> right. And it was, you know. 
And meanwhile, a lot of the beer community was reacting like, this is embarrassing. Um, you know, this is not a good use of resources. Why are they trolling AB InBev instead of, you know, doing something that's either more inclusive or something more um, conducive to educating people about craft? And I still think it was funny and it, it got attention. And maybe there are a lot of people who don't know about this global behemoth that is, you know, buying out other brewers and, and maybe some people can learn something from this. But, no, I don't think that Kraft is ever going to buy Anheuser-Busch in Bev, unfortunately. Right. I mean, there are plenty of smaller craft brewers that are making a, a small dent in the business, but it's, it, I don't think it's going to be enough uh, to change the landscape. So you're, you're really of the opinion big brewers, uh, the, or at least the, you know, the AB InBevs and the Miller uh, Coors, uh, are not really going to be worried about this in the end. Oh, no. They're probably laughing about it, too. I mean, mm. it was... You know, like you said, tongue-in-cheek, and right. even the biggest regional craft brewers, you know, their interest is not to become a worldwide global brewer. You know, they, right. they're doing what they're doing for their communities and, and for people who are looking for what they are making. So, you know, two different worlds that are struggling to coexist right now, I think. Right. And, and the funny thing is I got I, – I, uh, I saw it – I don't know what time they released it. It was probably like nine ten o'clock in the morning last week, and I remember clicking on it. And within two days, I received the hat that I, you know, that they said, you know, do you want to pick a shirt, a hat, or whatever? And there were already oh, wow. people complaining days later after I posted a picture of the hat. They were saying, well, I didn't get the hat. I only got, they only offered me a sticker and a koozie. So even then, they can't <laughs> be satisfied with just, you know, even something that's a tongue-in-cheek uh, type of, uh, you know, uh, type of thing. Talking with Kat Walensky, he, she writes for a number of different publications like Men's Journal. She also writes and edits her own beer blog. It's called Beer Affair at beeraffair.com here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Now, you recently wrote a piece for Men's Journal in which Guy Fieri from the Food Network's Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives is taking Flavortown to the ocean. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So, Guy, uh, I believe last year on a different, on the Carnival Magic, uh, one of the Carnival Cruise ships, had debuted his Pig and Anchor Barbecue Smokehouse. And uh, around the same time, or about this time last year, Carnival also introduced their first brew pub on another boat, and um, that one had had been helmed by brewmaster Colin Presby. And they recently announced that they are now, I guess, combining these two great ideas and launching the Pink and Anchor Barbecue Smokehouse Brew House. <laughs> kind of a mouthful. Yes, it is. Um, literally and figuratively. <laughs> and that's going to be on the Carnival Horizon that's... Uh, that's making its maiden voyage this spring, so or next spring rather. Yeah, next spring. So, so I guess they're basically bringing his barbecue stuff because I know he has uh, a stand in Atlantic City, and I forget. I think it's in the Wild West Casino or whatever uh, where he does barbecue. So I guess they're taking that concept, putting it on the ship, and then they're pairing it with beers, right? Exactly. Exactly. All right. It's a, it's a good idea. Yeah. No. I listen. Believe me. I mean, what else, what else do you have to do on a cruise ship? Drink, right. eat, You're and sit out in the sun. Cruise. Right, exactly. <laughs> Talking with Kat Walensky, who writes for a number of different publications like Men's Journal. She also writes and edits her own beer blog. It's called Beer Affair at beeraffair.com on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Kat, in your opinion, what's one thing that needs to change in terms of the perception of craft beer? Hmm. You take I your time. think... I think it, where it used to be was 
Crest was seen as kind of this insular, uh, sort of snobby community, you know, the way that people were viewing wine connoisseurs as like this elitist society. And I think that is breaking down somewhat as, as craft beer or local beer or independent beer or whatever you want to call it is becoming more popular and becoming more mainstream. Right. Um, but there is now this, this other war starting within the, the beer industry itself where now it's this, this like you have to choose, you know, your macro or your micro. And, mm. and um, I think sometimes it's, there are gray areas and it's not so simple. You know, personally, I vote with my dollar. I buy craft beer. I go out and support independent businesses. That's what I'm doing in my in my personal life. But right. I also am interested in and often covering the big beer side of the business. And it is frustrating for, for some of us in the industry, I think, to constantly be, like, having to deal with this battle when I feel like it's sort of missing the point sometimes of just, going out and bothering yourself in your community and supporting what you want to support rather than, you know, raising the pitchforks every time someone sells their brewery. Right. Well, you know, I mean, that's an interesting take of it. But I, I think from a business perspective, uh, the, most of these people that get involved in opening, a, a, you know, a local craft beer business, they, you know, they want to make money. And eventually, if their beer becomes so good that maybe it's, you know, not resistant to that that lure of the the big paycheck down the line. I don't think anybody gets in the business to say, uh, or oh, then again, I shouldn't say that. Maybe there are a few that have started in the last year or so, are saying, "Hey, if our beer is that good, maybe big beer will buy us." But the initial, you know, reaction of people when they start a brewery is to make good beer that they can sell it and make themselves, you know, a decent amount of living. I, I'm I'm of the same, you know, maybe we're along the same lines here. I enjoy. Some macro beers. Uh, Blue Point Brewing is one of uh, is one of my favorite beers. All right, they sold that to AB InBev, and I get grief from from local craft brewers all the time. Like, why are you supporting them? It's not so much supporting them. If I feel if I see it in the store one time and it's something new that they're putting out, I want to try it. I, it's not. I, I'm, and yeah, I guess I am supporting them, but I try to support as many local businesses and local breweries as well. There's one right down the road from me uh, in Rawway, New Jersey, called Wet Ticket that puts out phenomenal beer, and I love. Supporting them, but I, I do get it. There is a, there really should be a, a, a balance. But you're right about the pitchforks that every time somebody sells, people start screaming, "Oh my God, they sold out!" But if they're putting out a good enough product, sometimes that's what the end result is, right? Right. And at the end of the day, it's a business, right. you know. And and so many other industries, and I don't necessarily agree with this, but you know, it's it's celebrated to sell your company. I mean, right. Right. I think of the tech industry. No one's like up in arms about Instagram selling to Facebook. We're all still using Instagram. Right. That's right. And, uh, That's you know, right. it's just like, why is it only beer that people are freaking out about? I, but, I, uh, I don't know. I know. guess, you know, I guess in the end, um, if you're pa- if you're passionate about a particular brewery, um, and you see them that you feel like they've sold out to corporate greed. You, maybe you don't understand. Maybe some. I think some of these people don't understand the reasons why they sell. Blue Point's a perfect example. They sold because they wanted to build a bigger facility. And the owner of the company told me last year, "Hey, I, I could go out and take a loan, but what happens if something happens and now I have to lay off all these people? At least these people are assuming the risk here, and it's not costing me from a financial standpoint, and I'm improving my business. So I, I get." I, I could see both sides of it. But last question for me, Kat. Let's touch on the five boroughs for a moment, specifically the borough of Brooklyn. Uh, you wrote a piece in Beer and Brewing Magazine a few months back. Lots of great breweries and brew pubs there. Uh, I'm heading to Barclays Center next month for an Islanders game. If I had to pick one place in that area to go in and pregame with my friends, which one would you suggest? Uh, 
By Barclays. Actually, a brand new brewery just opened called Circa Brewing. Okay. And uh, that one is kind of a new take. They're focusing on um, sort of elevated pub fare, uh, brick oven pizzas, Mm. and a lot of kind of easy drinking beers, which I think would be great for a group of friends before a sports game. That that sounds good. I'm going to have to put that on the list, so this way me and my boys can go and check that out. My guest has been Kat, Kat Walensky, who writes for a number of different publications like Men's Journal. She also writes and edits her own beer blog. It's called Beer Affair at BeerAffair.com, and you can follow her on Twitter. She writes some great pieces. She does a great job. Kat, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you, Al. Have a good day. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, as you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you really feel like you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with beautiful reclaimed wood beams and flooring. If the weather permits and it's a great night out, visit the outdoor porch area, complete with quaint rocking chairs, flickering gas lanterns hinting at a bygone era. Enjoy a seasonal cocktail or a casual dinner under the stars. The Barrow House satisfies groups of all sizes, always keeping that intimate feel. Now, if you've got a group dinner to plan, the Barrow House Root Cellar is a perfect stone line nook that showcases a carefully selected wine collection. If your group's larger, the traditional post and beam barn complete with retractable roof and belt-driven fans is the perfect setting. Whether it's the 18 craft beers on draft, my favorite part, the creative seasonal craft cocktails, or the scrumptious American farm fare, and trust me, it's delicious. Choose the Barrel House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, New Jersey, right off of Route 3. Visit thebarrelhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrel House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. Just because two people have similar Medicare coverage doesn't mean they pay the same amount. Take Bowling Pals Carl and Richard, for example. They have the exact same Medicare supplement, same doctor network, and same Part D prescription drug plan. But Carl's monthly supplement premium is a lot more affordable. He pays $400 a year less than Richard for the exact same benefits. That's because Carl compared his health insurance options side by side by calling one 800 711-9988 and speaking to a licensed insurance agent at eHealth. Carl was able to find a more affordable Medicare supplement insurance plan from an insurance company he could trust. Why pay more than you have to? Call 1-800-711-9988 for your free, no-obligation, side-by-side Medicare plan comparison. Illustrative example. Savings not guaranteed. Not affiliated or endorsed by the government. This is a solicitation of insurance. Kevin McCullough Radio. Breaking news. What it means. And why it matters. Weeknights at 5 on AM 970. The answer. Segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A double T U double L O. Almost forgot how to spell my last name there. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget Google Play and iTunes. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Casts at your leisure. The title track from Judas Priest's uh, previous album that was out in 2014, Redeemer of Souls, and uh, the boys will be back from Birmingham. They'll be back uh, on tour next year 
uh, across the United States to kick off their tour. I think it's uh, late February or something like that. Late February, yeah, late February, and then March. They're on the East Coast. They're at Nassau Coliseum uh, and at the Prudential Center on the uh, the twentieth of March. They'll be at the Prudential Center. Got my tickets. Very excited. Me and my boys that uh, grew up with uh, my best friend Mark, Scott, Gary. Uh, we will be at Prudential Center. Uh, on the 20th of March, and we will be rocking out to some new Judas Priest. And again, from what I mentioned earlier in the show, it looks like they're going to be doing a greatest hits tour of some of their greatest stuff from the 70s and 80s. That's the rumor that I heard. Let's hope that is true. Now it is time for Suds and Duds. This is the segment where I tell you all about the various craft beers that I've drank over the past week. And remember, it is a subjective list, and it's based on one person's palate, and that would be yours truly. And don't forget, top of the hour here, we're on earlier tonight, uh, from 7 to 8 instead of our usual 8 to 9 because at the top of the hour we've got Islanders hockey. Chris King, Greg Picker with the call from Nashville. Islanders will take on the Predators. That takes place at the top of the hour. But let's get started with the beers. First off, uh, obviously Oktoberfest in full swing. Uh, Paragon Tap and Table had a uh, Stein hoisting competition of which, uh, you know, a few people showed up. It ended up only being three people uh, in- engaging in the uh Stein holding. I was one of them. I came in second, so I beat one of the young whippersnappers, and the other young whippersnapper ended up beating me. Uh, held mine, I think, for two minutes and 45 seconds. You have to hold it straight out without bending your elbow. Big, you know, 32-ounce glass, uh, heavy glass of uh, German beer, and uh, you got to uh, drink the beer for free. So, listen, that's a nice little advantage. But anyway, kicked it off with a Ramstein Oktoberfest by High Point Brewing. These guys uh, do a really nice job with their German beers, uh, and they're mostly uh, a German-esque beer type of company in New Jersey, and I love to drink the local stuff, nice and smooth going down, real good stuff uh, from uh, the folks at Ramstein. Then I had uh, the glass that I held for the competition, um, I had an Oktoberfest. Uh, so it's okay, the number two B-E-R-F-E-S-T by Two Roads Brewing Company. Not bad, smooth, a lot of caramel flavor in this one. Uh, And again, like I said, I came in second in the Steinholding contest. And of course, you can follow me on Untapped uh, at Catullo, and you can see I I usually post pictures of the beer that I'm drinking and, you know, give a little description of what's going on so you kind of get a taste uh, of what the Suds and Duds segment is going to be for any particular week. Uh, then uh, my final one was uh, Pauliana was the sponsor of this Oktoberfest. So I had an Oktoberfest uh, from Pauliana. Not bad, and it, it looks like a light beer and doesn't taste real heavy. Uh, it, it was very good. It was very good going down. I have to, uh, I have to say... Enjoying the German beers, the Oktoberfest beers, a lot more than I have in the past. And I'm wondering if that is because my palate has changed uh, since uh, my chemotherapy and radiation. They say that that happens. I found I have an affinity more for sour beers now than I did before. So I'm wondering if things have changed uh, with my palate. Uh, As we continue on here in our Suds and Duds segment on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, And don't forget, Paragon Tap and Table, we're going to be back there again uh, November 30th, Thursday, November 30th, they are doing a bartending competition uh, where they will be doing various drinks uh, that the bartenders will be making. It's a competition on how they make the drinks, the, you know, the, uh, the presentation, all that other stuff. I'll be one of the judges uh, along with a number of other people, and uh, we'll be doing the show live from there on Thursday, November 30th. Not sure yet what the beer is going to be, the featured beer, but as soon as we know that, those details, we will get them to you, and hopefully uh, you can come out and support the bartenders because there's two reasons why. After the drinks are done, they're going to auction those drinks off, 
and the proceeds of those uh, drinks, the money that they get for those drinks, are going to a local animal shelter, and they're also going to help one of the uh, waitresses that works uh, at Paragon Tap and Table. She has family in Puerto Rico, so they're going to donate half of the money uh, to that uh, to uh, to this person's family uh, in Puerto Rico, which I think is awesome. So please come out November 30th. Uh, Thursday, November 30th, the Paragon Tap and Table will be doing the Craft Beer Cast there live, um, and it's a great bartending competition. And the money raised goes to a good cause, two good causes. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so continuing on here in the Suds and Duds segment, uh, the folks from Left Hand Brewing had sent me some beers uh, a couple of weeks ago. Got a chance to try one of them, a study abroad, which is a Belgian uh, pilsner, I believe, and uh, it, this was nice and smooth and easy drinking, a little bit of spice, little fruit taste, uh, but nothing too uh, overly cloying or anything. It was just the right amount of, of spice and fruit uh, to go with this. So very, very good beer. Uh, and then we move on. Okay, so now uh, the other night, uh, Cowan's Public, they're a sponsor on the show. They buy advertising on our show as well as the Joe Piscopo show and the Frank Morano show, which you can hear Sunday mornings at, starting at 4 a.m. And uh, Cowan's Public and the Barrow House. They buy advertising. But Cowan's Public is much more of the speakeasy type of where um, you're doing um, – it, it just has the real – it just has a real cool vibe um, as a speakeasy. And uh, pardon me, folks. I was a little distracted there because there was a mosquito flying around in the studio. It's nice to know that we have uh, small bugs and insects flying around in the studio, and I had to, had to kill that because it was flying right near me. So anyway <laughs> – I digress. Cowan's Public, they do a great job in Nutley. If you're looking for a cool place to go to eat uh, with a very, very cool, funky vibe, this is the place to go to. It doesn't look like much when you pull up, but let me tell you something. When you walk in, you are without a doubt transformed and sent back into time uh, in in sort of like the 20s where it was the secret place that not many people knew about. Um, and it looks like a dive from the outside, but when you walk in, the bar is gorgeous. I was mesmerized by the bartenders. I, I really am. Their attention to detail on the drinks that they make is phenomenal. The beer's great, but the attention to detail they put on these drinks that they make is unbelievable. It's it's like it's like watching an artist with a painting. That's that's really how I can put it. But anyway, so Cowan's Public did a Firestone Walker Brewing uh, rare uh, vintage night where they had these uh, you know bottles that, and kegs that they had been storing for a while, and they had them out uh, for everybody. They took over. Not all of the taps. They have 16 taps. I think they took over probably 10 of them. Uh, and uh, I, I got to try as many as I could. Most of them were tasters, but some were full glasses. So I started off with a flight, uh, their uh, vintage flight. I started with the Hell Dorado. Uh, loved the honey and bourbon in this. Not getting the graham cracker. There's supposed to be a graham cracker taste in there. Uh, really didn't get that from it, but very smooth going down. Excellent from Hell Dorado. Uh, then I had the Pacific Gravity Wiesenbach. That was uh, from 2016. This is barrel-aged. This was outstanding. I love the sweetness of the vanilla with the bourbon mixed in. Little hint of banana and clove as well. Uh, just a really an outstanding beer. I could have probably had a full glass of this, maybe two or three, and it would have been perfect. Uh, then I moved on to the, the third one of the flight was the Parabola, which I've had before. I'll tell you, listen... This is a if you're sitting home and you got a little fire going on a on a cold night and you want something to knock you on your rear end, well this is it. Okay? The parabola is unbelievable. It's it's syrupy, it's bourbony, um, and it's fourteen and a half percent ABV. So a taster is enough for me. 
If you, if I, I had the last time I had this, I had two glasses, and boy, I'll tell you, I was knocked out. I mean, it is very, very strong, and really, to, for me, a taster is enough. Or if I'm going to have it, have one glass. But wow, the Parabola is just out of sight. If you can find a bottle of it somewhere in the stores. Do yourself a favor, pick it up. You will not be disappointed on those cold nights. As we continue on here on the Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Then I moved on to a double barrel ale from Firestone Walker. There's a slight bitterness on this one. It's an English-style um, ale, followed by vanilla. Nice vanilla flavor. Surprisingly smooth. I really thought this was going to have a little bit more of a bitterness to it, a little bit more of a bite, and it didn't. And very, very smooth going down. Great job with the double barrel ale. Uh, then I had the third, the third in the series of the Leo vs. Ursus, the Inferos, which was excellent. And it might be my favorite of the series. Perfect for the fall. Very smooth. Love the hoppiness of this. It was great. It's, it, they, they label it as a rye IPA. It was outstanding. And as uh, Garrett, the uh, rep from uh, Firestone Walker, said to me, this is a perfect beer for this time of year in the fall. And he is 100% right. Excellent, Garrett. Great job with this uh, tap takeover. And then finally, I finished off with the Mocha Merlin, which is just out in stores now uh, in cans. The perfect stout for a fall night, hands down. Smooth, roasty, coffee, chocolate, oats, outstanding. And I didn't know this, but it was a 5.5% ABV. I thought it would be much stronger. It's not. And, and really, a nice one where you can have a can or two, maybe three while you're sitting by a fire, and it is really good. And I think for the for the four-pack, the six-pack, I think it comes in a six-pack. It's about 10 bucks uh, in the store. So you definitely want to check out uh, the Mocha Merlin, which is just out now by Firestone Walker. And let me tell you something. Firestone Walker is another one of those breweries that does a fantastic job with their beers. There, are, the, I don't, I, there might be one or two that I don't like, and that's rare. And I'd have to go back. I don't even think so. I think pretty much everything that Firestone Walker makes uh, is good, and I'm hoping – to get out to their brew pub in Venice Beach when I'm out in California uh, coming up at the end of the year. So I, I, I'm telling you, Firestone Walker, they do a great job. I know they're going to be at Paragon Tap and Table, I think, in January, and I will definitely make plans uh, to be there that night when they are there. And, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Count Walensky, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Islanders hockey is next. Chris King, Greg Picker with the call from Nashville as the Islanders will take on the Predators. Cheers, everybody. Cowan's Public was born in 2015, but really, its historic roots, they stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, has its roots dating to just after the repeal of Prohibition. Now, the main room, it's beautiful when you walk in, features a curved Art Deco bar with custom stained glass, a roaring fireplace, plenty of places to sit, just the right setting to enjoy a seasonal cocktail, perhaps an Ella Fizz or an Alley Cat. If you're looking for an escape from the main bar, the Nouveau Lounge is right up your alley with upholstered walls, restored tin ceiling, and Deco chandeliers. It's great for families, small groups, and even private party rentals. Cowan's Public has 16 rotational craft beers on draft. The beer selection suited for all tastes, from craft beer enthusiasts like me to newcomers alike. Cowan's uses local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Try the buffalo chicken poutine. Oh, my goodness. Or the new Cowan's Burger, an 8-ounce coffee-rubbed burger topped with Vermont white cheddar, fried egg, and shoestring onion rings. I'm getting that the next time I go in for sure. Visit CowanSPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.